0: episode 15 of the Improvised Music Agenda. Our guest this week is New York-based drummer Devin Gray. Here he is in the background. Let's listen. There we are. So that's music off Devin's new record, Dirigo Rataplan 2. In a band full of heavyweights. So there's Ellery Escalin on tennis saxophone, Michael Foreman on bass, and Dave Belou on trumpet. So thanks for tuning in again. And thanks to everyone who's given some nice feedback since the last episode. And I'm glad you've enjoyed it. Also, a big thanks to everyone. Since the podcast have donated to the Vortex Makeover DIY page on GoFundMe. And so I saw online they did the project this last weekend. So, yeah, it looks great from what I've seen online. And then a friend of the show, piano player Rick Simpson, who will be on the podcast soon. Uh, he's got some funny videos up there of him sanding things and hard at work with his DIY shred. So... I'll tell you a little bit about the today's episode. So we have drummer Devin Gray, which is quite exciting. So we recorded this in June 2018. So Devin was over recording some of my music with George Crowley, a previous guest. And yeah, so it was cool. But then uh, so he had to fly out to, I think, Geneva, possibly, so we literally only had like half an hour to do this. So it's one of those things of just setting up the laptop, go. And you, So maybe it's a tiny bit rushed, rush, but it's cool. I think it was the only chance we had to do the podcast. So, But I'm glad he was up for doing it, and I think we've got through a lot of things in half an hour. So, yeah, it's all good. So one of those things being that he's just started a record label called Rataplan Records, and his first release is Deerigo Rataplan 2. So we talk a bit about starting a label, putting on your music, and yeah, in general, chat about New York and everything like that. So the record is out now. You can find that on his Bandcamp. I'll put the links in the description. And also, yeah, you can order it a bunch of places. I think you can stream it and wherever you stream it. But if you want to help support Devin and his music, do go to the Bandcamp page. But before we head into the interview, do please like and subscribe to the podcast. And yeah, I think we're on Spotify and Stitcher now, if you want to listen through it there. Or if you want to tell your friends, if they listen to things through those podcast apps. Also, what would be a massive help? Of course, it's up to you. You can go to the Patreon page. You can do a one-off donation or a monthly donation, and that would be a massive help for me with keeping on running the podcast to pay for hosting costs for like gear travel to interview people and all that so yeah if you're enjoying it do please consider throwing in a few bucks anyway on with the conversation here is Devin Gray Uh Two. Round two,
1: Two-go round two. Ding ding ding. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. So that was recorded at Systems Two, which is now closed, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think I think they closed either. Well, I don't know what day today is, but yeah, like very recently. Oh right yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they announced it like last week or something. So. Yeah,
0: but as we're recording this, is like end of June. But yeah, so that was like so. Like, I thought it Was the last session happened there already?
1: uh actually it did and it's a friend of mine and our a lot of ours uh, a german drummer she she led her last (laughs) she led her large ensemble session there which i think she found out after the fact was the very last session oh wow
0: i mean cool well that's good i guess there's not that extra pressure (laughs) she
1: knew right yeah. yeah i think she was kind of like well i don't i can't i haven't talked to her about it yet but kinda of deep, right? Yeah, totally.
0: But man, let's talk about the record. Yeah. Uh so it's the second album, but it's with Elder Escalin, Dave
1: baloo and Michael Formanek. Yep. That's the band. Deep lineup man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of years I've been lucky to be around them for a lot of years. That's that's the truth. Yeah. Um especially Baloo. Just you know that's that's how I met uh those guys kinda of, through Dave um, like at a main jazz camp, like long time ago, I was like really young, watching them improvise, being like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> what, what? What's going on with it? What? What is this? Oh, I mean, I think it was like Jeff Williams. Actually, I know it was Jeff Williams, John Aber, Tony Malaby, Dave Balu, maybe bazi Like some of these, some of these guys." improvising open pretty open music like wow incredible
0: okay so that was like so that was like near where you grew up as well that camp
1: the camp isn't super close to where I'm from it's like maybe like two or three hour drive north in in Maine Um, you like roll by a bunch of cornfields and stuff Um, yeah it's a little bit of a hike it's kind of in the middle of nowhere (laughs) but um yeah yeah and so like all the teachers kind of like bomb up there from from new york and and then you're in the middle of nowhere and it's incredible you know it's it's a really nice feeling actually it's like getting out of cities like that is always really nice i haven't been up there in a long time but
0: yeah of course so that's the hookup with uh baloo then yeah that's how i
1: yeah i I, that you know i started watching him play really i was maybe you know 14 or 15 or something like that all right
0: so it goes way back
1: yeah yeah actually it's 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 actually kind of crazy and then the other connection with that is that he uh, well he's in new england or he's from rhode island so there's also that kind of you know general connectivity of musicians um and i believe he went to unh which is in you know university of new hampshire which is pretty close to Maine. cool (laughs) um uh um, so he was playing with like another, uh, teacher at the main jazz camp, which is Steve Grover, this drummer composer okay. who actually Jeff Williams and Steve were, were really tight. Um, Steve passed away maybe two years ago now. Um, and so, you know, through those guys, yeah, it's, it's a really crazy story actually. Yeah. Jeff and Jeff and Steve were <clears throat> really close cause you know, the drummer hang thing and yeah. Steve used to live in Boston, and he's a great drummer, composer, and kind of somebody that was really representing music in the state of Maine for a long time, in a really, in a really positive way. Like, you know, really high level musical thinker. At the end of the day, that's what I think. You know, I mean, amazing composer too. But anyway, uh, Baloo was playing on his records so back in like whatever that was 90s i think they probably met in berkeley in boston in the 90s this is like <laughs> fun to be talking about other people's lives yeah. i'm just <laughs> uh, like thinking you know well i could just call dave and ask him these things but yeah i mean that's kind of the history
0: oh cool and then yeah. so uh with Formanek and ellery so did you meet them around the same time or was it well mike i met
1: i met mike yeah i was kind of like i went i ended up going to school in baltimore and uh at a program that he was teaching in and um since i knew these guys through the main camp he was you know immediately they were like wait do you do how do you know these guys (laughs) you know who who are you and i was like yeah those are like my teachers in the middle of nowhere and they're like so um yeah and then i went to school there and met met mike there and uh Started, like, getting my mind blown in a whole other level of of levels yeah. <laughs> of, of, of everything, you know. Um, and then um, I eventually st- – I, actually, I didn't – well, I, I guess I met Ellery in Baltimore. He was playing maybe at the Red Room or something like this um, before I moved to New York. And then so mm-hmm. when I – you know, and I was obviously checking out that music that those guys were doing. Um, and then uh and then when i moved to new york and then i eventually started asking him to play you know because I, wa- I wanted to play with him yeah, uh, yeah. you know, f- for all of the same reasons i <laughs> want to play with anybody today
0: yeah yeah because you know. uh but he's from baltimore originally isn't he yeah so i guess there's a that connection there? i don't know yeah.
1: yeah yeah for sure there's like a deep kind of historical Crab eating connection. <laughs> Maryland Maryland is known for crabs, so Baltimore is like the the harbor of oh, of, yeah. of uh, seafood, which is funny because I'm from Maine, and Maine is about like lobsters. So it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, between those two places, we got the uh, seafood taken care of. I guess. Cool. I guess you're still by the water, right? Like... <laughs> yeah, the coastal East yeah. Coast.
0: <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> oh, cool, man. So that did that happen when you were still at Baltimore? That like, hooking up that band or did that first session happen when? You moved to New York.
1: Well, it, it's interesting because when I moved to Baltimore and went to that school, it was a new jazz program. So it was <clears throat> at a classical conservatory. So like like a really good classical mm-hmm. conservatory. Yeah,
0: because what was that? Was that Peabody? This is
1: Peabody Conservatory right. of music, and and uh, I, I'm probably wrong, but but. I think if I remember correctly, it's the first classical conservatory of music in the United States of America. All right. I could be wrong with that statement, but I might be right. Um, so anyway, but they were, they were starting to develop a jazz program that, um, Gary Thomas, this Baltimore saxophone saxophonist started. He's the, he was the head of it. Um, in my mind is, will always be the head of it for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so actually Ellery and, and Gary knew each other from back then too. But um basically there wasn't much going on in Baltimore then. Okay. this is like two thousand two, three, four. And 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 uh at, at that time De Ballou got uh the teaching position at Towson University, which is the other school kind of in in town. I mean Peabody is the music conservatory of Johns Hopkins, whatever. Uh, and so I had known Baloo from Maine, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh wow, he's like coming down, you know, and obviously wants to play. He's a musician that these guys are so used to playing all the time. And then you get to Baltimore. No offense to Baltimore, but it's just it's not as not as busy. It's not immediately, or or then it wasn't as structured. So it was kind of like um, those guys were like, yeah, you know, just just get a gig, you know, like go go get a week go get a gig you know like (laughs) like, we'll play a weekly gig and i'm like in my mind i'm like what like what you guys doing like a like a hat like what you know like i i didn't even understand what that was about i mean i i had grown up in maine kind of playing gigs like like Mm. all sorts of gigs coffee shop you know every anything where you could play so i was like is this that you know like are we just doing one of these gigs and and so i ended up getting a gig at this this really funny cafe i can't remember the name. it had like a really funky name and it was next to um next to the university's campus and and yeah we just started playing trio there you know it oh, okay. was up with baloo and baloo and mike yeah the, and those were some of my like earliest like kind of more like really serious like gigs of like you know like having no real clue i mean you know i was always trying to play but it was like whoa this is this is this is whoa like I rem- i'll i remember those gigs for the rest of my life you know yeah, yeah. i think a couple of them are even recorded somewhere like some friends were coming we had some nice audiences every once in a while because people were, were like oh people you know these guys are doing something you know and of course dave and mike were the new dudes in town at that time so so we started playing trio and then eventually I think I added maybe, maybe I started playing with this guy John Dyker, who's like total hero to this day. Miss you, John. No, <laughs> I haven't seen him for a long time. But so we play, we played some gigs a little bit in that formation. But that was also towards the end when I was kind of leaving Baltimore. So it you know it wasn't really like a set set band. Right. But 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 I started writing for Mike and and Dave for that gig. I was really inspired by, by uh, Baloo's kind of, well, bo- both of them as as composers as well, but just like having a weekly gig and being able to like have an opportunity to try to write for something, you know, it was like almost like Bach vibe where you just, yeah. okay, you, you're, you have to write and there's the gig and here it comes. And so I really started trying to get into that headspace even back then, which I probably wasn't ready for, but... It seemed like the right thing to do. I mean, Baloo would come with, we would like maybe rehearse once every once in a while, and and Baloo would come with like 10 new charts. Yeah, I wrote these yesterday. I was like, what? Wow. What? You know, kind of <laughs> blowing my mind of possibilities. Like, you know. Um, so that's really how it started. And then, and then, and when I moved to New York, I started playing with Ellery, and then eventually I started putting them together, and Mike and Dave would drive up from Baltimore and we would just do gigs oh, wow. I think that was maybe 2009 or 10 probably even yeah 9 or 10 that's when we started playing quartet in New York more formal slightly more formally
0: <laughs> cool hmm. Oh, okay so it's a long time coming yeah before
1: that
0: first record or before the first quartet meeting I
1: guess yeah I mean it, yeah it's kind of a long backstory, but yeah I mean I think really I mean what are we talking 2000? Four and five and then the first record was 2011 came out in 2012 and now here we are in 2018 yeah it's it's kind of insane for me also to stick to that idea for that long is probably 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 not (laughs) so conventional (laughs) like people are going through bands like shoes you know boom boom next 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 which is cool but it's also like eh. yeah yeah i I don't know
0: Oh, cool, man! But uh, yeah, I mean, it must be so much fun playing with those guys as well. Because the tell uh, that story. Uh, I remember Formanek came into college to a masterclass when we were in first year, mm. and uh, who was it? Like Rainy, uh, Julian Aguilera's whose band it was, right? But yeah, I remember like we, we played like Inner Urge and stuff, and then uh, for the yeah in front of them kind of thing. And then Rainy, you just said like, "Oh yeah." He, yeah you should get it together guys you know because like mike he's even played with joe henderson you know yeah <laughs> yeah you, you don't know the history man it's yeah like, wow deep <laughs> you know so getting our asses kicked
1: yeah it's definitely
0: but he, he seemed like super humble about it as well mike you just yeah
1: wow yeah he's
0: i mean like you know that's pretty mental isn't
1: it yeah i mean it's it's incredible that the that the lineage the way it can work is, is it's this, you know, it's the same. It's just like being passed forward really through music is how, is how I personally think about it. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they do too, but yeah, I mean it moves fast too, you know,
0: definitely. Yeah. But, uh, but it's amazing to think that, uh, those guys like that, even someone like Jeff Williams. Yeah. People like Stan Getz. Sure. And he's still up for, like, playing with those guys in London. Yeah. It's like, wow, you know. Yeah. It's just the willingness to just make music. It's incredible, isn't
1: it? Right. Well, that uh, that's the thing that shouldn't ever change for anybody. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I think you can... I mean, people play with people, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and some totally. people are really well-known, and some people are totally unknown, and, and there shouldn't really be a difference between any of... I mean, if you're really talking about the music, there's absolutely no difference. No, totally. And, and if you concentrate on the music uh, and, you know, and the feeling of what you're trying to express, and all all of those, to me, essential, basic elements, then, you know, everything else is just kind of like, meh, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah. like you know, I, I don't want to say useless, but it's like music industry or something, which is also important. But you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I, you know, let's talk about the music, you know, like yeah, totally. Music making <laughs> things
0: cool, uh, but yeah, so with the music on the second record compared mm. to the first one, mm. uh, was there like a difference in approach, or was it just like developing what yeah. you did on the first one? You think,
1: yeah it's a, it's an interesting question. I mean, I think like the way I, I'm operating personally is just kind of like, just trying to get things out. Like I'm not super systematic in terms of, I mean it, you know, I know the guys for a long time already. That was why I felt even at the start comfortable with just starting the band and, or, or asking them to play my music yeah. as a drummer. You'll be like, Oh my God, what am I doing? But but uh and taking those risks but um and them being super cool responsible respectable uh, respective musician i mean you know what i mean like taking that responsibility like really really deeply like really really is uh to me what it's all about you know because if you're again if you're back to talking about the music it's like you know let's let's get real people like you know (laughs) like come, come on man like Yeah, let's, let's, let's get into it and, and stay, try to stay into it. Um, so again, for me, I'm just writing as I'm living and then trying to, um, get closer to what I actually hear and, and develop in any way that I can to go forward. So I think the writing on this one is just, it's just that it's only that really for me. I mean, some of the ideas I think are clearer, even if it's more abstract, results in my mind, it's it's clear of what I'm interested in at least trying to pursue. It's also funny how fast. I think we were talking about this the other day. It's just it happens so fast. It's just yeah. like you know, you, you record and it's over, and then most of us are usually just like immediately like blasting onto the next band or gig yeah. or or next composition or anything. So it's it's hard to to reflect too much other than just trying to make the moments pure. I guess that's why I like, you know, trying to compose versus only playing improvised music. Not, I mean, I love fully improvised music, but like part of me is, you know, I really like searching for melodies that I, that that I can hear again that I actually like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, you know, by anybody too, you know, not obviously, usually not just, I mean, usually not me because mine are not that great, but like, you know, in the history of music, kind of trying to find uh, elements of music that you really like. I think that's, that's ultimately why I compose because those, those are so inspiring from everybody in the entire world. It's, it's endless. So And with improvised music, maybe, maybe you know. I mean, okay, if I'm playing a melodic instrument, I could express that a little bit more immediately, and maybe I do with melodica and a couple groups that I (laughs) playing. But that's 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 a a different story. But you know, since I'm not playing melodic material all the time, uh, it yeah, composing is kind of my my out.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, so the thing of composing. So you. Also got a few other projects on the go. So there's relative resonance, but you did an octet thing, didn't you? Yeah. Ooh. Which you didn't play on. You weren't wow. playing on it, but you composed for it. Wow, yeah.
1: How did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I, that's right. Um, that was a minute ago already as well, but I wrote a suite for an octet. Yeah, and I conducted it.
0: Oh, great. So is that for improvisers or was um, it more through composed?
1: It's actually it's more through composed. It's kind of like, um, um, we did one performance. Uh, yeah. I'd like to do it again. It's just, it takes, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, priorities yeah. takes time. Um, it's actually kind of similar approach to the relative resonance band in terms of the writing where everyone kind of has like their own parts and they're pretty weirdly organized. It's again, I think when I, when I think about that project, it's like, um, something that I'm striving for that I, that I want to hear that I feel like I'm not hearing in a lot of situations Okay. in, in either contemporary classical music or, or jazz or improvised music. It's really s- like something that I'm like, I don't know, are people trying this idea? Of course, I'm sure they have, and I'm an yeah, idiot and can't, can't absorb it all. But, um, yeah, it's like, it's a, it's actually a lot of writing, um, But, but the way it's being played is, is, is probably weird. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm interested in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so who, who have you got in that or is it like what instruments?
1: It, yeah. I mean, when I, the last time I did it was maybe, I don't know, it was maybe even two years ago already now. It was, it was a minute ago, but, um, yeah, I was really thinking about who Uh of my friends and, um and the, and then the instrumentation i had it really organized into this kind of semi-circle thing and um I, like uh pascal nigen camper do you know this bass player
0: yeah he's kind of more of the improv side yeah i
1: mean him? he can, and he can, but he can play everything he lives yeah. in france now um but he was living in new york at the time and uh jamie branch did it she played trumpet i i'm trying to remember if there's another trumpet player i think it might have just been her um and uh oh gosh yeah it's like all these new yorkers have kind of moved around now mm-hmm. uh emily Lesros, this really great um french vocalist singer right, okay. instrumentalist yeah she's awesome yeah i mean oh gosh i think jeremy viner did it and yeah that, wow kyung mi lee this great flute player that lives in uh, korea now uh wow how many people am i at you know like for landon knoblock plays uh keyboard and synths oh wicked um oh yeah you might know him from kaka or something right that's right i've got the record yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, oh that's cool that's fun um i think he might even live in la now i you know i I, I haven't i haven't even heard from land i mean landon's always doing a million things yeah yeah so it's hard to keep up
0: but maybe yeah that's another thing Talk about that, you know that how crazy New York is, I guess, so we were talking about yeah. like all the people that pass through you're saying people are moving in and out all the time,
1: yeah, I mean it's a super high energy place, even if sometimes it doesn't feel like it um though <laughs> I don't know yeah. what that I don't know what I don't know I don't know if it ever f- doesn't feel high energy, yeah um but yeah, I mean it's cons in. Serious constant flux for for generally, I think, all the right reasons. You know, people are so active doing so many things in so many different scenes. It's, it's really, yeah. like, mind-blowing when you... Oh, yeah, check out that artisanal modern leftist dance troop in yeah. midtown east that you've never even <laughs> didn't even know that street existed oh yeah they've been there for 45 years you idiot like you know it's like oh yeah. man I, I like what you haven't seen that loft space yet it's like uh, n- uh no you know it really it's like for me it's generally like that you know because there's so many different layers and
0: yeah totally because it's funny like uh even here when people talk about that yeah you know that new york thing is and it's like that thing, which New York thing? Yeah, that well, me, I mean, like, that's the right answer. You, you know, people be talking about that. Like, oh, yeah, you know, that New York thing, like Kendrick Scott's music, whatever, yeah. or, you know, those yeah. guys at Smalls. Uh, right. You think that, like, yeah, but, you know, there's like a million other people, that, you know. Yeah, well, uh, there's a few the more a that, few
1: more like, million than another million. Oh well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean,
0: oh, well, you know, even a million more musicians. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably are a million musicians there, right?
1: Pro- probably, yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, what it what are we talking about? Eight, nine, nine million people—general population, uh, metro, greater metropolitan area. I don't know. Well, wow. but yeah, it's like, but yeah, it's, it's just
0: funny. Kind of, uh, I think maybe some people forget that sometimes.
1: It's huge, yeah, and and it's like it's very connected to everywhere else in a lot of ways. I think that's one of the reasons why it's really exciting, because it's not just like this immediate homebrew thing, it's like, it's really like its own monster that's just moving around, like, you know, like doing its own thing and, you know, caring and not caring. And like, yeah, it's, 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 it's really intense, but yeah, I mean, people like to kind of break things down and just, especially, you know, I, I find that a lot of people outside of it are really they just look, they just see one thing and then that's what it is, which is, yeah. which is, all, I, I, I can relate to that myself too. When you live there, you you can see a few more of those things yeah, yeah. as you're in it, um, which keeps things pretty humble, yeah, <laughs> actually, because, yeah, totally. you know, I, I think that's a great thing about the city. It's like, you might not dig what they're doing, but you know that it's killing, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, totally. so, so cut the like, you know all these preconceptions about like what what it is or isn't or what's good or bad even is like come on man like you know hanging out is probably what's good you know going to going to any gig is probably like more people should be doing that and i I, i'm I'm like i like to advocate that where it's like i don't know you know are you are you going to all the gigs like do you like you know, are you a fan of the music? Do you like to go check things out, or are you just like only sitting in your little camp alone? And I, I, I don't like that. I like New York for that reason because I feel very free to be like, Yeah, I'm gonna go check out Kendrick Scott yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and check it out and probably dig it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, but yeah,
0: but it's uh, yeah, but I think of that as an example with uh, the like polar opposites happening, I guess, with those things, Kendrick Scott, that is, but uh, but anyway yeah no because I remember when I was in New York a couple of years ago, it just crazy how much music's happening so like I had to choose between going to see Deerhoof in like Le poisson Rouge yeah or Maliby playing Cornelia Street yeah And it's like fuck, this is all within like I don't know how far is that like, three minute walk is me yeah sure, And bleaker like, I was yeah I was just like kind of losing my mind just thinking oh god what like what else am I missing yeah, and then the Vanguard's just over there, and man, that's just Manhattan as well, right? Yeah. Oh, like, what's that? The West Village.
1: Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yes, this is the West Village. It's funny. Yeah. I I was at a jam session the other day, just the you know the night before I flew mm. over here, and I met a friend of a friend, this Dutch guy, piano player, and and we were just kind of joking. He's like, he's staying in Manhattan, and he's like, yeah, I know didn't really I don't know this neighborhood you know it was in my neighborhood in Ditmas which most people don't go to or something you know and I was just kind of joking i him, he's like yeah i don't i don't really it's so easy to to you know to only stay in manhattan and get stuck sucked into there and i was just kind of looking at him and i was like yeah man so easy to just get stuck in brooklyn and never go into manhattan yeah. like like i kind of had the opposite for it you know i was like yeah cool like who goes into manhattan anymore like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that shit's over like 20 years ago come on yeah, yeah. it's not it's not no, no, it's yeah like, you know the, what i'm saying but yeah i just yeah. kind of I, that was kind of fun to me it was like yeah okay well yeah, stay, a stay a little longer, maybe, and you'll, you'll, your perspective will change.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the thing that's good too. Like, because when I was over last, I could only hang out for like a few days. I didn't even make it out to Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, like you know, like sure the stuff I'm super into. You know, like yeah, you can imagine all the stuff they're programming and like Corzo. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh wow, God, I should have made the effort.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's. It's, I mean, you know, it's, again, there's so many scenes of yeah. so many things. I mean, right now we're kind of talking about almost one, th- in my opinion, like one thread of the jazz world yeah. of a group of musicians, you know, it's like, and then what about like the super Avanti guys that, yeah. that we're not even talking about? Like the Bushwick collectives and like, that have been going on for a while and, or like or like the punk rock scenes or like... I mean, you know, there's, 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 there's so much to dig into and that's just in like the sonic music, musician-y world, you know, there's again, like, you know, people making music for like these modern dance groups and like, I mean, man, it's all over the place. really interesting stuff too. So I think, I mean, what, all I'm trying to say is I think... I think if you you know if you go to New York, it's really worth spending as much time as possible there mm. because to 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 get like more of a feeling for it than just like and and probably it's probably going to be uncomfortable you know like oh, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. spend like ten days there on vacation you, you know, but like if you go there for like ten years yeah, or, or ten months or something you really you have you can absorb it I think that's what I what I've been doing with Berlin actually you know trying to be conscious of that not just like going there a couple times but really yeah. like living in, there yeah. trying to trying to like live there as much as possible and i mean because you know there's a lot there too but totally yeah but
0: uh so before we wrap up i don't yeah. know we should talk about relative resonance yeah so that's where three Chris's. yeah the chrises yeah. <laughs> yeah. chris cross good <laughs> 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 so chris davis piano chris speed saxophone, clarinet and Chris Tordini. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's cool, man. I love that record.
1: Cool. Thanks. Yeah. 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 It's, it's fun. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to do, I will do something else with it. Um, next steps. I I just have to write, you know, really it, it comes down to having that space, uh, for, for writing for these musicians and, and really, coming up with a concept that i really feel strongly enough about pursuing i think even with that project i mean because that that band had been also been kind of loosely playing for a long time Mm. that 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 group of musicians before that record happened um and i was really trying like kind of bizarre, bizarre stuff like really experimenting with you know compositions and yeah layers and you know really like that's what i am interested in Um, so it took a long time for that to develop and get to where, you know, to the recorded state and obviously the touring took even longer. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll keep writing. I like writing for quartet like that. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I can't say anything super specific other than that. I just need to work, have that space to to imagine more melodies or things that i like hearing or, right, yeah, or, yeah. or or more just ideas musical ideas that i like to try out yeah that i feel really strongly about you know that yeah. are you know pursuing whatever those ideas are further um which is hard when you start a record label on yeah, your own <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's maybe the last thing to talk about is yeah
0: so but that's the first release is going to be the second Dirigo Rataplan yep. album. Yep, yep, That's out. Was it twenty first of September?
1: Yes, cool. September twenty first. It's a Friday. Um, the band is playing uh, a bunch in the fall. Actually, we're playing. We have a nice little tour in October, first week of October in the states, which uh, I'm really excited about because. Uh, we're going to be playing in Maine, which is where I'm from. Cool. So I'm psyched to bring those guys up there. And, and obviously that music and that history uh, and play for <laughs> play probably some freer jazz than most people are maybe used to up there. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, maybe not. Well, who knows? But um, I'm excited for that. And then we're also playing in, in Europe. We're going to play in Switzerland a little bit and a couple other things to be announced. Yeah, um, And actually... Yeah, we're playing in New York in December. Um, before that, for, before the Europe thing, so yeah, that that whole thing is kind of setting off, and oh, that's it, cool. That's kind of taking up a lot of my mental data storage yeah. at the moment. <laughs> it's like <laughs> kind of like I'm almost capped out from other things between practicing and emailing and yeah. trying to organize it all. But um, yeah, I'm 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 I don't know if I want to say proud. <laughs> yeah. I like. I hate saying that. It's like I, I need yeah. to work harder to actually feel prouder. But
0: no, it's cool, man. It sounds like you've been busy and making it happen.
1: Yeah, it's it's happening. You got Is one, it? right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I you gave you the a... yeah, the physical. Yeah, cool. Man,
0: but yeah. Looking forward to taking to that. Right, we've been heads. Oh, we are got to go to the airport. Oh, man. Yeah, cool, man. Oh, God. End quick. there we go Devin Gray hope you enjoyed that one so if you're into it please remember about the Patreon and if you enjoy the music please buy a copy and check out Devin's music it's great cool see you next time